0: You're listening to the Creating Resilience podcast with Anne Diamond, Creative Changemaker. I'm passionate about helping clients create calm in their busy lives by having more creative playtime. In each episode, I'll be sharing easy ways to sneak some creativity into your life, whatever it may throw at you. From my own experiences and those of my invited guests, we'll show you how you can overcome any challenge and build your own resilience toolkit. Thank you so much for joining us. We hope you enjoy the show. Hello, we're back on the horse with the Creating Resilience podcast after a a little few months break and I'm delighted to have a special guest today, Emma Kovetner, all the way from Nova Scotia. Um, Welcome, Emma.
1: Thank you for having me, Anne.
0: Well, this is, um, this is really exciting because um, you are a fellow creative and um, mm-hmm. I've been really enjoying listening to your Wild Creative podcast. And Thank you. Um, I was very honoured to be a guest on your podcast. So we're returning the favour by you being a guest on my podcast today. So yeah. can you tell me a bit
1: more about your podcast and, and how it came about? Yeah, for sure. Um, so I started Wild Creative in August of 2022. Um it's 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 really about all the ways in which we can use creativity to rewild ourselves, um, including like the way we think, the way we act in the world, the way we are, our, our being uh, it, and using creativity to, to figure out how to, I guess, live outside of those the systems and the preconceived, predetermined things that everybody tells you you should be doing or you you ought to do uh, institutional education, like that kind of stuff. It's, it's all of the, I, so let me back up. I, I like talking to people on the podcast who have anything to say about how they have managed to leverage creativity in a way that allows them to, to live outside of quote the norm, I guess. Um, so I talked to, because of that, I talked to various types of people from coaches to authors and writers to artists. To business people, entrepreneurs, like it's it's to intuitives and healers, so it's it's all over the map, but it's all focused around creativity. Um, So that's the gist of it. And I started it because I I I well I, I myself love listening to podcasts, and I have tried not with... I haven't tried very hard to, but I have tried doing other types of content in the past, like blogging and making reels on Instagram and all that kind of stuff. But I'm like not a camera person. I like writing. I'm a creative writer, but I just like blog writing. It's kind of just... I don't know. Doesn't I'm not as thrilled about it. So I found all of those a real drag to do. But so something about the audio uh, medium, it it, it really... Quite literally, spoke to me, so I, I I figured, and it's also for me. I find it much easier and less time consuming to edit and um, to do. So I I, I decided to what I want. I just start a podcast and talk about all these all these crazy ideas I have and see what else other people say. So I love that.
0: I mean, that's exactly that's how I feel about podcasting. Yeah, um, I I was writing the the blog on my work safe and well site for about nearly four years now, and I was getting really really stressed about trying to find different content every week and all these different, yeah. you know, oh well you get this and you can do you can do your blog and then you can turn it into this. And it took so much of my time and energy. Yeah, no, no. And right? but podcasting, it's so so much joy, isn't it? Because you're talking about things you really enjoy talking about with people. Mm-hmm. Who feel the same way as you. It's, and, you know, you're not a
1: two-way conversation rather than saying what you know. Right. And it's not an effort to do. And I like that every week if I'm working with a guest, the content creates itself. I don't have to yeah. Oh God, what am I gonna talk about this week? It's kinda of like, well, let's let's see what this person says. And then it's it's not such a, a burden, I guess, to, to keep that up as much as like a blog would be, for instance. So that's like you, content. You have to create constantly, you have to think of SEO and put the SEO keywords in it. It's just like a uh, too much for me. <laughs>
0: yeah, yeah, I, I I hear you. I hear you totally. And also, yeah. you're you're learning. You're learning from each yeah. other, aren't you? Yeah, absolutely. And yeah. As a creative, that's that's what we thrive on. You thrive on bouncing ideas off people and exploring things together, don't you? It's very collaborative creativity.
1: It's not. Yeah. It's not necessarily individualistic or it, it can be the act of being creative can be solitary depending what you're doing but it really is a collaborative um discipline any of any of the disciplines yeah
0: yeah amazing and also you've always got the choice to just do a solo episode as well haven't you, you that can too. Do, yeah you know if you've got something that's really <laughs> needs to get out of your head you can record
1: yeah. a, a solo episode can't you and i exactly it's that's my own freedom and i have done solo episodes on my podcast it's not all guests so i like being able to choose when i want to do that and and, and not
0: yeah I loved I loved them um, obviously've I've listened to most of the episodes um Thank and you. I love the episode you had with I can't remember forgive me I can't remember the name it's a combination of menopause and and just generally forgetfulness yeah. but um the lady he was the um, alternative digital marketer and oh, yes yep. I love that because she was so honest and yes. so so much integrity. And I, yeah. I, I, love, I loved what she shared with you about yeah. how to market to people without all the hard sell and the BS that comes with that. You yes.
1: Know? Yeah, that was Jade Francesca. I think that was like the second or third or no. Third or fourth episode that I did, and she was the first guest I interviewed, and so she was the perfect first guest because she talks a lot, which is great. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't have to really do much of anything except listen. And and she had so many good things to say about being neuro- neurodivergent and um, authentically marketing yourself as well. So those are the types of people I'm looking for: is like who's thinking outside the box and how are they thinking outside the box, and then right. listening to their story. So.
0: Great. Well, talking about thinking about outside the box. Then, obviously, your podcast is called Wild Creatives. So, yes. I'll be interested to know a bit more about your creative process and, you know, what what your creative is, practice is.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I guess it depends what discipline I'm doing. Like I said, I'm I'm a primarily a creative writer at, at heart. Um, so that includes like poetry, fiction, creative nonfiction. Um, I've recently gone into songwriting, even though I've been playing and singing piano since I was seven, I only started writing songs like a year ago. I, I've only ever done like a lot of covers my whole life growing up of other songs, but I always felt I couldn't create my own song because I just felt I have no idea how to do lyrics. They sound cringy. How do I even do this? So I just never did it. But something in the last few years changed. And, um, so now I write songs and I actually don't hate them. So (laughs) it's so, so for that, for instance, so writing music, well, I don't actually, I can read music technically, but I, I don't have any sheet music on my piano. I only have lyrics because I remember everything I play and I figure out songs by ear. So, I, I'm more focused on how the song sounds and 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 then the lyrics that I come up with. And it's, as I said, I only have lyrics on my my piano stand so that I can memorize the lyrics. And um, and then I have a notebook, uh, which you can see there. It's like a little poetry notebook. It's actually where I write all my poetry by hand or and or song lyrics by hand. So uh, for my music, that's that's. Uh, that's more what I do when it comes to the lyrics. And and then when that with the actual music, I sometimes I've started hearing music in the back of my head, like some randomly in the past year or so, which never really used to happen. So I don't really know what changed that, but sometimes I'll hear a tune and it just comes to me. And if I'm quick enough, I can capture it on my phone, like by recording it, like humming it. So I don't forget it. Or I'll go to the piano right away and like figure it out by ear. Because as I said, I don't, I don't do sheet music. I just figure stuff out by ear. So, um, so and then through that, and then other times I'll just be sitting at the piano and playing around with notes and chords and whatever and some, something will kind of come up that sounds kind of nice or sounds good or uh and, and and it sticks with me and then I'll just build off of that and I'll create a verse and a chorus and a bridge and all that kind of stuff. So, nice. so that's just one process. That's for my right my music stuff. And then when it comes to writing like just creative writing, like fiction writing and poetry and um creative nonfiction. That's that requires for me um it's not I, I used to think I needed to have the perfect writing routine. And if I just wrote every day or wrote every other day or every Sunday, if that was my writing day, then I would I would be efficient and get words out on the page. But I'm not I realize that I'm not motivated by schedules or routines yeah. or time-based uh constraints. And I can't just, even even if I have the time, I can't just sit down and start writing something unless I'm like in the zone, I'm in the mood or I'm in that like creative writing vibe. Like I just can't do it. Otherwise it feels forced and it feels, uh, it just doesn't feel genuine. So to get into the mood for creative writing, sometimes what I'll do is, well, reading is a big motivator, a big inspiration. Mm -hmm. Reading other people's writing that I really like makes me want to write because I'm like, oh, I want to do that. I want to practice you know this form or whatever um so so finding uh inspirational writing that really speaks to me gets me in the creative zone yeah have uh, you ever done a found poem a found poem i have not but i should that's, that's quite good for getting the creative juices flow yeah that's a good idea actually yeah. yeah that's where you like black out existing work until there's like a poem left is that the one you need
0: yeah, well, there's different ways of doing it. Um, yeah. you, can, you can basically get old magazines or newspapers and just cut out words and then rearrange mm-hmm. them. Yes. Or yeah. if you're doing it as a collaborative thing, you write a line. Everyone writes a line. that like you can do. We've done. I've done that okay, in Zoom poetry I've classes. Everyone actually. writes a line, and then yes. somebody arranges them. That's really cool. That's oh, really. Cool. I have done that
1: exercise actually with my writers group the other month. Yeah. And it was. It was really funny actually. What came up? It was also really like surprisingly beautiful too. Yeah. <laughs> like really interesting. What What comes up when you do those exercises collaboratively? So, yeah, yeah, that's a good one to do. And and it's interesting for me. There's a real difference between prose writing and poetry. Yeah, And the way that I access both of them is different. So like for poetry, I never used to write poetry actually until about two mm. years ago. I, because I didn't, I, I just, I didn't get it. I was, I don't understand. I didn't understand people did it. I was like, it sounds it's too abstract for me. Like I don't understand how to write poetry that isn't cringy in my, in my eyes. I just couldn't write anything that was poetic. I was very much at home in prose writing, but. You've got a really I good had-
0: podcast episode on that, haven't you?
1: I think I do, or I mentioned it somewhere. somewhere. It's a, it's actually a whole class that I teach, prose versus poetry, yeah. and how yeah. they relate to our subconscious and conscious mind. Oh, so, wow. yeah, it's uh, I'll be offering it again in 2023. So you can check oh, wow. that out on, on my website. Oh well, yeah, send us a link for that. Yeah, I'll share that. I definitely up. will, yeah. So this was like a huge epiphany I had that opened up poetry for me was was this realizing that it actually comes from, at least for me, it comes from a different place within me than prose writing does. And what yeah. I had been trying to do was I was trying to write poetry from this prose place. And that's why it just like wasn't working for okay. me. Okay. So it's a different process than different parts so it of your a brain. I find for poetry, I really have to shut off my mind and just sit and let things rise up for my subconscious. Whereas pro meditative process, More then. meditative, it's more embodied. I'm like just focusing on I'm, I'm there, um, my surroundings, my body. And before you know it, stuff will just come up in your head, like words or a string of words or something. Whereas prose writing, it's very conscious to me. It's very, it's very active. You're, you're consciously thinking about what it is you're writing. At least I, mm. I am. I'm very aware of what I'm doing. Poetry I need to tune down that self-conscious awareness. Like I, I don't want to be too aware of the fact I'm writing poetry because then it feels conceited or not conceited, but contrived.
0: So there's, so there's some there's some beliefs around poetry that you I worked around you work around, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. And that just that's just what worked for me. That, yeah. that is what's so great about creativity is that may not resonate with anybody else mm-hmm. like people you know some people might think that's that's not at all how I write poetry it's totally different and it is different for everybody so yeah
0: that's the um, beauty of it though isn't it yeah. it's it's a process that it's individual to the person yeah, isn't it?
1: exactly yeah that is my yeah so so that's my long-winded answer about my creative process I also do like to do art as well mixed media art um I do it less so because I actually don't have materials right now because I just moved earlier this year I had to sell a lot of things but once I do get that back, I'm, I'm, yeah. I'll be excited because then I can sit down. It's, I, I, I see art more as like a play, a playground for me. I'm yeah. not really trying to do anything with it. I just like to make things sometimes. So. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Because I've, I've, I've experienced that the, there's a certain pressure when
0: you're making art to sell or making art to to show.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Whereas when you're doing it just for pleasure, um, I've taken up a, a flow painting, you know, the acrylic flow painting. You know, we use pour. Okay. Yes. I love that because I just sit there and play.
1: Well, this is why, this is why I love mixed media art is because I don't know if you know mixed media art or much about it, but it's, it's a hodgepodge of many things. Yeah, You know, you're using painting, like it can be watercolor, acrylic oil, whatever. You're using stuff to create texture like gesso maybe. And then you paint over top of that. You're using stencils and stamps. You can, um, you can use uh, like collage pieces, like cutting out stuff from magazines, put them on. You can you can like you know uh, glue buttons on and like little bows and like literally whatever you want. It's mixed media. The whole point is you're 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 sourcing from various media and creating something with it. And I like it because if I make a mistake or something, I can just cover it up with a sticker or a, you know uh, a stencil or whatever. It's really easy to hide mistakes. And it's really low stakes, like in terms of pressure of like, oh, it has to look perfect. It's kind of, it's a kind of supposed to look messy. That, I you know, that's, that's how I see it at least. So but that
0: goes back to your wild creative ethos though, doesn't yeah. it? It's like, not there's no rules. And and mm-hmm. um, I know we talked about this when I did your podcast. I, know, I don't know if they're, these are going to be there at, the st- yeah. at any time, Simmons, but we did talk in our previous conversation about what your epiphany was. And I, I just realized that I didn't mention my big epiphany was that when I started doing art I thought it had to look like something so I was painting a flower or painting a, 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 a an animal or a bird because I've got quite a lot of my art. and then when you actually get into doing mixed media art or doing different forms of art art can be anything mm-hmm. and that was such an epiphany to me because art could be just making a mark on a piece of paper yeah, yeah. and there's no <laughs> rules yeah. It's just you know, an expression. some, some characters you do set rules, don't you? Some people are bound yeah. by, okay, I'm gonna make art of a certain size or with a certain material or or time myself or whatever. That that's the but that's the artist boundaries, isn't
1: it? Well, there's but, there's sorry, I was just gonna say like there's craft. Yeah. If you're yeah. trying to like intentionally craft something with with craft in mind, then that's that's one thing. If you just wanna make art to play or whatever, and you just want to express yourself, not necessarily focus on craft and that's a different thing so yeah. yeah
0: yeah so that that leads nicely onto the um the focus of this podcast which is called creating resilience yeah. resilience and um so how has this i, I mean very wide from what you just described creative practice how has that helped you um overcome challenges or be more resilient in your life mm mm-hmm.
1: Well, I, I would say writing is a big thing for me. That's my main discipline. And I would I think that if I wasn't able to write or get things out of my head, I would be so weighed down. Oh, yeah. You know, uh, um, like I journal a lot too. I've kept a journal since I was like six or seven or something like that. And yeah. I actually use them. Like I fill them up. So I have a bunch. I have like 40 journals. Half of them are used. Half of them I bought just because they look nice. And I'm eventually going to use them. But... So I journal a lot. I I have a journal for different things in my life. Like I have a a book that's just for my poetry writing. I have a journal that I use to to journal about my writing. I call it meta writing. So I write about my writing. So if I'm having, like, if I'm stuck with a project or something on a book and I'm just like, I don't know what the heck, why is this so difficult for me? I'll go to that journal and I'll write about it. And I've had so many epiphanies in that journal from about my writing, my my process uh, just from doing that. And then I have a journal that's my life journal where I talk about life updates and that kind of thing and so yeah writing's big for me and I think if I didn't if I wasn't able to create uh, art in that way and get get things out and play on the piano and with mixed media and stuff uh I would feel not myself like at all Mm. you know
0: yeah so so what I'm hearing from you is you compartmentalize your journaling into different life life segments so Mm. you're writing and your life and things like that. So that's the way of you sort of organizing your thoughts, I guess, and and feelings around things that are going on in your life. It
1: is, but it's also for efficiency. If I want to refer to something and I'm like, I want to look up that epiphany I had about my writing that one year. I don't have to flip through a huge journal to find out where the heck is that entry. I just go to the writing journal and I know roughly what time it was and I can find it. So it's, it's it's that kind of a thing too. But yes, I do like to compartmentalize it. But that being said, that I'm not, that's not to say that they are very separate and they don't affect each other. They definitely do. Right. Like my, my life, life events affect my create, my creativity so much. So that's, I had, I had like writer's block for like four years because of certain things. And I just couldn't write anything. I felt like a failure. I felt it wasn't important. I felt like, oh, the second I started to do it, I would just cry and think, Okay. You know, there's other things I should be doing and who wants to read it? Like I went through this whole thing for years. And then, um, when I started journaling about it and figuring things out more, it really helped me address what that real issue was. And, um, yeah. So without writing, I, I wouldn't get, have gone through certain things. Yeah.
0: So that's a really good example of how, how that mm. creative practice has helped you become more resilient in terms of your you know overcoming different blocks uh, so yeah. one of the things that started me on my creative journey was um the artist way Julia Cameron's artist way yes. and obviously she yeah. introduces daily pages as a practice mm-hmm. which is like journaling but it's not really is it because it's basically getting what's in your head onto the paper but her advice is not to go back and look at it again it's just purely a clearing process right. so, so what, what you've just described is not that
1: is it it's it's no. a reference tool it's really a reference tool and a place for me to capture those thoughts. Otherwise I'll just forget them and they'll disappear into the void of whatever else. (laughs) So, um, but like, but it, it it is kind of stream of consciousness because as I'm journaling, I will figure I'll, I'll figure something out like as I'm writing. And if I hadn't been doing it, like I, I wouldn't have figured it out. Like it, Mm -hmm. it, it's yeah, it's, it's a way it's a portal for me into, into those epiphanies and evolution. The evolution it's finding of your flow the really it's yeah. your
0: flow yeah we've covered quite a lot of ground there and it's been really fascinating to hear about your your um creative mm. practice and how you how you use it to to um, manage challenges and and work through yeah. challenges so this podcast is obviously here to educate and inform but also to give some really share your tips on how to introduce creativity because as you've mentioned play you've mentioned mm-hmm. And, and that's that's one of my really big passions um is is to um well it was um you're not broken and play more it's like yeah. you know play more is is we, we forget to play as adults don't we mm-hmm. so can you give me um one of your tips to introduce more creativity into your life mm-hmm.
1: so we've been talking a lot about art but I do want to stress that creativity doesn't necessarily mean you have to be an artist or artistic because some yeah. people are kind of scared about that and put off by that, they think, "Oh, I can't draw. I can only draw a stick figure. I guess I'm not creative." And it's like, "Well, no. You might you might just not be naturally artistic. Then that's fine. But you can be creative in other ways, and you can be creative still by being playful with art. Um, and, and but there's other ways too. If you're if you're not really drawn to to that side of things, of being creative in your life, um, you another way you could try um, is I, I like to find I like to I like to explore getting creative with how to develop yourself. Um, And and so one way I've done that is actually looking into my, like my astrology, my natal chart, um, uh, the Myers-Briggs test, um, numerology, all that kind of stuff that I think it's in my first episode, first or second episode that I talk on my podcast, where I talk about how self-knowledge is the ultimate form of, Creativity or self-expression or something like that, Um, and I I really do think that's true. I think the more you know yourself, the deeper under like the deeper the understanding you have of yourself, whether that's like your origin story, who you are now, um, things about yourself that you haven't even thought about before that you didn't realize were in you. The more you know, like how much easier would it be then to express those things? Like you have a jumping-off point now. You have this kind of wealth of knowledge about yourself. In, in terms of how do you want to express yourself in the world? How, how do you want to be in the world? What kind of things do you want to put out in the world, whether that's art or a business or something else? So, so, so
0: be- basically getting creative about understanding who you are. Yeah, we're, we're yeah. Using these tools that you mentioned and actually just expressing those.
1: Yeah, I, I think, yeah. Because I, uh, I think there can be a bit of a block for people who are disconnected from themselves, who may have self-loathing and but then they go to try to create something and there's like disjointed and they don't they don't know what they're doing or they don't they can't connect with what they're putting out there and maybe it's because they deep down they don't care about themselves enough to want to create something because they don't think they're worth worth it or it's not worthy or what whatever um whatever beliefs they might have so my my first step so this is kind of taking it back a few steps is to start with yourself get creative about yourself how do you want to like for me an example in this summer this past summer I I changed my entire wardrobe and I, it sounds so like nominal and like oh who cares what clothes you wear but it actually really affected me um cre- creative wise because I felt like myself I felt like I looked like myself finally I had had the same wardrobe for like several years but then I, I went, I got rid of like literally all my clothes in like June and, and in like a black garbage bag. So I, I was forced to go out and buy new clothes. So I went thrifting at some, some secondhand stores and bought a whole new wardrobe. And I was like, yeah, these, this is actually me. This actually feels like me. And but how would I have known that if I hadn't taken the time to think about what is it, what, I, what do I actually like? How do I actually want to present myself? So that's like a really simple way of how you can be creative in your life is just to get your to know yourself better. Um, yeah. and, and so I'm really into uh, like new, new age and magical thinking. So I wanted to glass to Glastonbury. Yeah. Oh, I'd love to. <laughs> um, so I recommend if you're, if you're, if you have experience with that, or you, if you're drawn to that type of thinking, magical thinking, uh, and then you've never had a reading before, like a tarot reader or something like that. I would recommend getting one and seeing what comes up because many interesting things can be revealed yeah. when you, when you go that route so
0: and and say so, and I think I think I, 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 I remember listening to that, to that podcast episode yeah. and as you said even if you don't initially believe in those sort of things mm-hmm. just be curious and mm-hmm. see what the person the reader says and yeah. you know just just be open to the possibility of thinking well maybe that is something that's that reflects yeah. me yeah, you know, regardless of whether you've experienced that before or believe in it, you know, just be yeah. curious because even even that little act of hearing something different about yourself from somebody you don't know, yeah, could open up the possibility to actually accepting yourself
1: in a different way. Yeah, and and who knows what else, right? So yeah, um, amazing. So that would be my kind of top tip is is that, and also of course journaling. I will always recommend journaling. <laughs> Great. Yep. Well, thank you very much. And we're Emma
0: what we what, you know where can we find out what you you know what you do and, and what you offer
1: yeah so I have my I'm on Instagram at Emma Kavetna, and I have a website it's currently emma but very soon I'm probably going to buy the domain emma kvetna.com so either either one of those should take you there um I'm sure you'll put all the links yeah, down below the or links something yeah. yeah um but I'm mostly in terms of social media I'm I'm mostly active on Instagram and I do have a newsletter on my website if you want to sign up to learn more about like what workshops and classes I'm going to be offering in 2023. Um, I call myself an alternative writing teacher because I like to talk about writing and teach creative writing in a way that they don't teach you in uh, college or university or right. a writing, typical writing class. So if you go on my website, you'll see some examples of things I've taught in the past and they're, they're not your typical writing class. So I'll just leave it at that. Brilliant. I <laughs> yeah. love that. Okay. Well, thank you so much. Emma. It's been really lovely to chat and I'm really
0: grateful to have to learned so much more about you and your practice.
1: Thank you so much. This was really
0: fun. So that's all for this time. Thanks so much for listening. Don't forget to hit subscribe and please share with anyone you know who might benefit from hearing what we discussed today. If you want to find out more about how I can help you create change in your life and discover more creative ways to living and working well, you can check out my website at www.worksafeandwell.co.uk where you can read the weekly blog posts and book a free para-discovery call. You can also download a free guide to taming your stress triggers from the website at worksafeandwell.co.uk forward slash overwhelmed hyphen and hyphen stressed. For all links to my creative work, look up my Linktree link forward slash Anne diamond artist. I also run a private Facebook Beat Burnout support group. The links to that and all the other ones mentioned here are in the show notes below. Until next time, stay safe and well and keep creating.